0: Welcome to Manager Tools. This week, phone trees. All right, let's get started. All right, Mark, I know we've mentioned before phone trees when we've talked and done casts about managing through a crisis or uh, what to do if something is happening with your organization uh, or your directs. But we've never told people how to do it right I never told people how do you actually create a phone tree and then how do you use it so that's what we're gonna talk about today right
1: yeah Uh, in fact this cast comes out of two instances that um, are essentially rooted in time to some degree one was Hurricane Sandy our good friend and client Dan McGuire who's worked on Wall Street for a number of years shared with us through a series of conversations his experience with his team being dispersed and being unable to use typical services and uh, was very helpful. Uh, and then recently, um, this cast has been recorded in January of 2015, uh, Sony Corporation was hacked. And um, one of the things that was mentioned in the article in the Wall Street Journal about it was that their email servers were down and so they had to use a phone tree. And I mentioned that in passing at a client and someone said, what's a phone tree? And I said, well, it's the thing where you activate, you know, you call and says, why would you ever need that? Why didn't you just use email? And I said, and I repeated myself I said, well, their email servers were out. And the guy says, well, why would your email servers be out? And I said, well, because they were hacked. And First of all, there was just this, this fundamental assumption that I have technology at my disp- disposal at all times, which guys is just false based on the fact that often I get on planes and they don't have Wi-Fi and suddenly ubiquitous bandwidth Wi-Fi is not available. And then we've all seen the joke, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs joke, which underneath food, clothing, and shelter is Wi-Fi. Um, The fact is guys, phones work great. And if you rely on your technology too much, you won't know what to do when you need to communicate. So it's gonna happen and phone trees are a great short-term, even long-term solution for it. This is how organizations used to run. It's a great backup plan, and we're going to recommend that you make one and test it, and then we'll also tell you how to activate it.
0: Excellent. When we talk about things like this, uh, it makes me very grateful to uh, kind of be in the generation that I am. Uh, Technically, I guess I'm a Gen Xer, but I kind of... uh, (laughs) Well, because I came into my professional life before email was everywhere. Right. And so I did have a couple of years, uh, professional experience doing things before everybody had email and you just took it for granted. Uh, so while I have adapted, you know, very quickly and and now rely a lot on email, uh, things like this are not completely foreign to me. Um, so...
1: Good. Well, let's start with what is a phone tree, right? Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, a phone tree is a list of phone numbers for members of an organization used to communicate hierarchically, usually in emergent situations, with responsibilities assigned to members of the tree on whom they are to call. Generally, it follows the org chart.
0: Yeah. I, in my mind, it, it looks very much like an org chart, right? Because if you think about your company org chart from the top down, from the CEO to all the individuals, con, individual contributors, if you think about it having nodes and branches, it really does look like a tree turned upside down.
1: Right. You put the CEO on the bottom right? And the CEO is the trunk, right? There's just one. And then the branches, the first set of branches of the tree are all the CEOs direct. And then those branches all have branches and so on and so on and so on. Yeah, exactly.
0: Another, I think another way to think about the idea of a phone tree is to picture your company as a big triangle or perhaps a pyramid might be easier to see resting on the ground. One person at the top, at the pinnacle of the pyramid, Some people reporting to her, more people reporting to them, and on and on down all the way to the ground level where the part that's on the ground would be the individual contributors. Yeah.
1: Now, do you do this at the conference? I draw a triangle. And I tell people at our conferences, Effective Manager Conference, when we think about your company, Apple, Salesforce, Michael's Corporation, Daimler, uh, Citibank, Smith Barney, whatever, we don't see the big triangle we see a bunch of tiny triangles we don't see the singular structure we see an aggregation of little teeny triangles which represents at the top the apex of the triangle the manager and then the base of the triangle is all of that managers all of his or her directs so instead of one big triangle pointy top part at the top and a flat bottom now what you have are a bunch of tiny triangles inside that big triangle and the CEO is at the top But if you just only think of him and his directs, there's a little triangle, right? And remember, the CEO is the strategic leader of the organization, but he or she also manages his directs, and that's how we're describing him in this particular um, visual analogy, if you will, sort of pictogram.
0: And then all of his directs have their own directs, and each one of those is a little triangle, on and on. Yeah.
1: So for everyone except the CEO, every manager in the firm is both at the top of one triangle, their directs underneath them, and they're also part of the bottom of another triangle because they're direct to their boss above them. And so that's part of the reason why the company is called manager tools and not company tools or executive tools is that we started out thinking about the individual manager because we want managers to feel like we're focusing on their problems, not the organization problems. And look, guys, most of us take for granted the ability to send a broadcast email out to everyone in our part of the organization.
0: Right. It's incredibly efficient email, very efficient form of communication for those types of broadcast messages where a lot of people, multiple people throughout the organization are getting the same message or supposed to get the same message, Um, probably the closest thing to it for a lot of years was carbon paper
1: yeah, which laugh, or Xerox. Laugh, or mimeography or something <laughs> mimeography. like that. Mimeography. But all those, right, they required you being close to somebody or using right. The mail, right? And what's funny about email is people say, yeah, everybody gets the message and people just take it for granted. But all you have to do is say to yourself, I'm going to send out a broadcast email about something that my boss told me. And then you think, no, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to go ahead and talk to each person individually in their one-on-one. The downside of that is that now, let's say you have seven directs, instead of writing one email that that is the exact same to everybody, you now have seven different deliveries of the information. And if it's organizational information, you probably don't need to customize it to each person, um, but it takes you, perhaps, if you'll pardon the, the oversimplification, seven times as long. Plus, you get a reduction in value because the questions everybody asks you individually are not questions that everybody else hears. So a reply to all is a very helpful technique.
0: Yeah. And you're probably not going to say it the exact same way all right, seven exactly. times. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, three by people are
0: going to hear, hear it. Maybe your delivery is a little bit better, or by the seventh time you've forgotten what you've said and you leave something out that you told the first person.
1: My general rule about seven deliveries is the third one is the best. Uh, the first one, you're struggling. The second one, you get a little bit better. You've got, to, you've got the most likely questions asked in the first and second. The third one is going to be good. After that, you're tired of delivering the message, and it starts to go downhill. And the seventh one, believe it or not, is actually the worst, because you've said it so many times, you've started to believe, thanks to academic creep, that everybody knows it. Right. Um, but look, email is great because of its, you know, its broadcast efficiency, and it conquers distance. And it's so great... That despite how much we all complain about it, we use it all the time and we all take it for granted.
0: Right. And it's fine. Which is fine until until it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Until you don't have it.
1: Yeah. You get hacked. Your company gets hacked. Your servers go down. A natural disaster puts your servers in the basement in 10 feet of water. I saw that uh, in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. Um, Dan McGuire told us about it in the aftermath of Hurricane Sandy. An earthquake here in California where I am certainly would probably do the trick. Um, Or tornado? Yeah, exactly. In the middle of the country where you are, yeah, tornado alley. A phone tree allows you to communicate without email, without text to everyone in the organization, although you could certainly use the phone tree to text in the modern world. It's slow, slower perhaps than a broadcast email, but it is sure. And it's especially important in disasters, although we don't recommend that you do it just in disasters. In fact, I announced this morning on our operations call that we would update hours. Uh, internally at Manager Tools, and periodically tested as we'll talk about, it, because we eat our own dog food here. But part of the reason you do you use phone trees in disaster is it's one thing to get an email from somebody that comes into your phone which says I'm fine, and it's another thing to hear their voice.
0: Or on the other side, it's one thing if you're the person who's. Uh, in the area that's affected if it's a natural disaster to get emails or texts saying hey hope you're okay it's a totally different experience when people call you and say are you okay yeah and you look down to
1: see your boss is calling you and you say hey and your boss says you okay says yeah i'm fine why because a tornado just a hurricane just went through an earthquake just happened i'm checking on my people you doing all right your family okay those kinds of things
0: that speaks volumes So we talked about what a phone tree is. Let's talk about how to make one. So if I'm a frontline manager, my phone tree is going to consist of my boss's name and phone numbers, each of my peers, right? The other people who report to my boss, their names and numbers, and then my directs names and numbers. It's going to be all on one piece of paper. Yeah, it needs to be on paper. We'll We'll talk talk more about about that that later. later. Right, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And it's essentially an org chart of the people around you with their phone numbers. Yeah,
1: if I'm an individual contributor, my phone tree is my boss's name and numbers, and all of my peers, right? Those people who report to my boss. Not every person at my level in a big company, but when we say peers, we mean people who report to the same boss, and their names and numbers.
0: Right. And if I'm a second line manager, meaning I'm a manager of managers. My phone tree consists of my boss's name and numbers, my peers, the people who report to my boss, and my directs name and numbers. In other words, a second line manager's phone tree won't have his directs, directs, or as we say at Manager Tools, their skip directs or skips on it. Even those people certainly are part of uh, that second line manager's organization. A phone tree only includes you and your boss and your immediate directs.
1: Right. And look, if you're a manager of managers, yeah, your directs, directs are in your org. But a phone tree addresses the limitations of serial communications, not parallel, not broadcast, but serial. A director can't be expected to get a message out to 10 directs and each of their 10 directs too. The whole point of the phone tree is the organization is linked together by its management structure, okay? So... Uh, If I'm a vice president and I have assistant vice presidents reporting to me and senior directors reporting to them and directors reporting to them and senior managers reporting to them and managers reporting to them, them, I have a a huge organization, but I don't have the tool perhaps to reach everyone with updates and so on. And we don't want to create a gigantic digital room where everybody communicates everything all at once. I'm not saying that there wouldn't be great use for Twitter and, and other social media, in the event of a crisis, but the idea is if I have 500 people in my organization, I'm responsible to communicate with all of them, but the way I handle that responsibility is I rely on other people to do the actual communication. The fact that I'm responsible doesn't mean I have to do it myself. People miss this all the time. They say, oh, well, I'm responsible, so I have to do it. Well, no, There's the CEO is responsible for everything the company does or doesn't do, and that's why sometimes CEOs get fired, even though they didn't know what was going on several layers down. Responsibility doesn't mean Actual personal action. It means accountability for other people's actions as well. So the phone tree simply says if Danny's my boss, if she's a senior manager and I'm a manager, she's going to communicate with me and my peers, the other people who report to her, and she's going to rely on me to carry the water to my team. She's going to tell me things I need to tell them or perhaps think, information she needs from them. And she's she doesn't have time to talk to if she has 10 directs and we all have 10, 110 people. but she does have time to talk and and she probably has a good relationship with her Tinder ex and she has to rely on me. So we go back to that whole point about the triangles. Your organization really boils down to not one big triangle, which is a ludicrous visual representation of a company with 100,000 or 10,000 or 50,000 employees, but lots of very small communication triangles, lots of small little cells, that end up communicating with one another. And the larger organization relies on every node to carry the water serially up and down to all the other, other nodes in the organization.
0: Right, so with this basic names and numbers of people immediately around me idea yeah, right? in, in your head, it's pretty easy to create a phone tree. You just gather the necessary organization, you print it out, you distribute it, and you explain the purpose of the tree to everyone.
1: Yeah, the easiest way I've seen this done is to send out an email, and luckily we're doing this before we need it, Right, and, and w- when we need it, we don't have email, and you explain what you're doing. You say something like, we're going to create a phone tree for our little part of the organization. A phone tree is a list of phone numbers for members of an organization used to communicate hierarchically, usually in emergency situations, with responsibilities assigned to members of the tree on whom they're to call, generally follows the org chart. Our phone tree will consist of me, my boss, and each of my directs. If you have directs, you'll have a separate phone tree, which you're now responsible for creating and providing me a copy of by blank date. If I activate my phone tree and you have directs and therefore your own phone tree, it's highly likely, I can't imagine a situation where you wouldn't be activating yours as well. If a crisis hits, we may not have email and I'll be relying on you to carry the water and communicate messages that come from me and from higher up and and others elsewhere in the organization about what's going on or just checking in regularly. You might be surprised someday to learn how good it feels to get a phone call from your boss or a colleague after an event emergency saying, hey, just checking in, you okay? So below this mail, I'd like each of you to send back to me your name and your desk, cell and home phone numbers. If you don't have a phone home phone number and you want to list your spouse's name and cell, I'd appreciate that, but you don't have to. And folks, by the way, despite what you may think, we found it doesn't do a lot of good for you to comb through your existing records and to create the data yourself and then ask for validation. That it takes, takes you, too long. It takes too long for you. It's one person spending two hours rather than a bunch of people spending five minutes. They all know their numbers. They don't have to they don't have to look for them. You'll introduce errors and they may not catch it. Right. Okay, getting back on track, I would say, once I get all the data back, I'll put it all into one email with a title of my, you know, Mark's phone tree dated this month and year, and I'm going to send it out to all of you. I'll expect each of you to print it out and keep it with you at all times. Okay, maybe not on your person when you're working out. Keep it in your briefcase or your purse or your work bag or your gym bag. Keep a copy somewhere at home. Keep one at your desk here as well. At some point in the near future, we'll test our phone tree to make sure it works. And yeah, we'll have to periodically update it because people and numbers change. We probably won't change it every time somebody in the organization changes because then you'll just dread it and we'll begin to not do it. So we'll do it on a, a regular basis with a hope that if in fact we miss one person, it won't be the end of the world. But the small inconveniences of a couple of minutes spent on a normal day to update a phone tree when you lose your phone, when the power goes out. when Look, heaven forbid, guys, if you get laid off or terminated, you'll have phone numbers of your colleagues, which I would encourage you to talk to. That time you spend keeping updated is priceless when the day comes that isn't normal and the system you rely on take for granted in terms of digital communication doesn't work anymore.
0: Excellent. That's the message that you send out, and if you're a licensee, that's all in the show notes.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're a licensee, folks, if you don't know what a licensee is, all of our shows are free and always will be free. But if you want a written version of the show, uh, this particular set of show notes is about 4 five pages long it's written in a white paper format it's not a transcript for $200 you get an annual license which gives you the entire next year's worth of shows manager tools and career tools over 100 shows in that $200 and you also get access to our 10 years worth of archives hundreds and hundreds I think close to a thousand shows now of everything manager tools and career tools has ever said on air what's more if you're not a licensee but you really need this cast we now have the ability in 2015 for you to be able to purchase the show notes for this cast. I think it's 9.95. Just go to the website, either use the map of the universe or just search for phone trees. You'll find this show and on that page will be the opportunity to purchase it for
0: 9.95. Awesome. So you you've sent the email out, your people have responded, you've gotten all the data back. You've put it in your in in the document. Now your phone tree is complete. But it's not enough to just have the phone tree, right? Any system that's supposed to work in a crisis or emergency that hasn't been tested isn't a system. It's hopefulness. (laughs) Right. And hope isn't a method. So maybe a month or two after you've created your phone tree, you're going to test it by calling each of your directs. And what you do is you call them. If they answer, you tell them, hey, I'm just testing the phone tree, wanted to make sure I could get you. Thanks for answering. Sorry to have bothered you. If you don't get someone... Leave them a voicemail. You can either trust that vo- that voicemail or you can call their home or work numbers, the other numbers on the tree. It's a good idea to do this on a weeknight when everyone's home.
1: And everyone's gone home too. Don't call at six o'clock just so you yeah. can do it at the office. Right. Because you catch a lot of people in traffic and so on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Excellent. You're probably going to have to leave some voicemails, which is really pretty good because that will show you how long it takes before someone returns your call. Yeah which is another good benefit of testing it.
1: Yeah, I talked to somebody recently who said, yeah, I called one of my directs about nine in the morning and I hadn't heard from him about two in the afternoon. And I looked at his calendar, he had one meeting and uh, I, I'd gotten some emails from him. And uh, and I, I was surprised, I'm, I'm sure this makes me sound like a boss, but um, when he went to his directs, I left you a message like five hours ago. He says, I got it, you know, I just didn't have time right then and I, you know, I was gonna get to it. And the boss asked me, so what should I have done? I said, well, what you should have done is sat down and said, let me give you some guidance on what it means when I leave you a voicemail. I'm okay with you doing email three or four times a day. Urgent emails we don't think exist, but we know you might do that. But if I leave you a voicemail and you get that voicemail, I expect you to call me back. And I don't expect you to wait more than an hour. If you're in a meeting, I respect that. If you're in an all-day meeting, I know how things happen, and so it may be on a break and you may not have a lot of time. But if you're sitting at your desk and you get a voicemail from me, what's worse, if your phone rings and you see it's me and you don't pick it up, and then you don't call me or you don't check your voicemail or you didn't realize it was urgent, that doesn't work for me. So what's funny is people are thinking, wait, they're testing the phone tree. Of course I would call back immediately. I want this. I want this system to be in place. Well, if your people don't listen to their voicemail message, They won't know what it is, and you'll discover how long it takes. I also heard the other day somebody say, I didn't get your voicemail. Yeah, I understand that sometimes cell phones are a little dodgy in that regard, but generally the voicemail system works pretty well. Not quite as good as email, but pretty good.
0: Yeah, I never, probably less generous than you, Mark, I never believe that. Yeah. All right. So you've called and uh, you've activated the phone tree. You've tested the phone tree. Once you've gotten calls back from all of the voicemails you've left, then your test is complete. Your phone tree is current and it's ready to be activated when you need it. And we recommend testing it like maybe twice a year. All right. And remember to update it, as we said earlier, when you have change amongst your team when you lose or gain directs.
1: But don't overdo that. If you're losing directs or gaining directs once a month or whatever, you don't need to update. Once a quarter is fine. Okay? Now, if it's been 6 months, you're at risk. And it, it only takes a minute. Okay? It really only takes a minute. You find that old email. It's got phone tree in the title and say, "Hey guys, update everything, please."
0: Yeah, when I worked at the Cancer Society, we had our turnover was very um it was not the same all throughout the year, right? There were peaks and there, were, there was a pattern to the turnover. And so we we were usually updating our phone tree about every six weeks during the first two quarters of the year. But then after that, because there was much less turnover the last two quarters of the year, we only would update it like once a quarter. So, you know, I think it's a good idea if you know that you have seasonal turnover, then during those times, you may find that you're updating it more. Yep. If we didn't, we would have, it would have been, you know, 70 or 80% different by the time we needed it.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then for your directs who are managers and have their own phone trees, they'll need to get back to you that their own phone tree tested successfully. And if you prefer, in some cases I can see myself doing this, I had a friend of mine in the army that did this, you can ask them to have each of their directs send you a text saying they've heard from their boss, okay? And look guys, maybe that seems like overkill, You're most likely to think that if you've never been through a crisis or a natural disaster with your team or company.
0: Not being able to find one person when there's a storm or flood or a hurricane or a physical attack. I remember 9-11, we were activating our phone trees and until everybody had been heard from and accounted for, right, or if there's a cyber attack, it just, it's unsettling to know that you've got people and you haven't heard from them and you don't know if they're okay?
1: We're very careful to record what we consider to be timeless guidance, but periodically there are timely things that come up that we might address. And at the start of 2015, an editorial uh, office in Paris, France was attacked and 12 people were murdered. And if that happens to your organization, and there's general pandemonium knowing that you can quickly reach out and you've got everybody's phone numbers. And, and look, if there's no electronic interference or whatever, you can just call your directs, no problem at all. But if you call your directs cell and they don't answer for two hours, look, maybe they're at daycare with their kids and the phone's on silent. Maybe they're in a training class and you've forgotten and their phone's on silent. It could happen. Maybe they're in the subway where they have, they're have they in the tube and they have bad bad reception. That's okay. But if it's been two hours... You're going to want their home number, or you're going to want some other number, or their spouse's number. And having the phone tree is is really helpful. So, as we said before, better to spend a few minutes on pre- prevention now to save the agony of fear, uncertainty, and doubt later.
0: Absolutely. So, we've tested it. Now, how do we activate it?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is the easy part.
0: Yeah, that hard work is done, right? Here's
1: the thing. This cast is one of our classic wellness versus sickness cast, or wellness versus going to the doctor when you're sick Cast, right? Also, it's an ant and a grasshopper kind of cast, right? I mean, if you do what you're supposed to do in advance, winter comes and you're fine. You're the ant as opposed to the grasshopper. So if you've already created it and tested it, it's easy. When a situation comes up that you think it needs it, you simply call your directs one at a time and say, hey, I'm activating the phone tree. And by the way, if you have 10 directs and you want to split up the phone tree and you want to set, you don't have to call every one of your directs directly. You could say person A and person B, you have your own phone trees. Even though you're just one of many of my directs, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to call you two. You call your, you two are each going to call four people yourself. It doesn't have to be purely the org chart precisely. You could break it down a little bit more if you want, particularly if you have team leads or something like that. But you basically say, I'm activating the phone tree. When we need to, this is how we'll communicate in the next few days as we go through this process. There'll be plenty of stuff that everyone doesn't need to know, but for the waterfall information, the stuff that needs to be broadcasted, reporting information that has to get to everybody, this is how we'll do it.
0: Great. If there's an emergency, you'll probably want to set up a process for people to check in and you'll want to communicate that. It might be uh, daily for the first week and then every other day after that. Always do it. At the same time a certain time that you pick and let them know say something like hey we're going to check in every day this week through the phone tree at 4:45 p.m
1: yeah and, and by the way they'll get your voicemail the second third fourth fifth person will well, all get your voicemail and that's fine okay you can call them all back what's valuable about that is both ongoing verification that your people are okay and able to work or you get notice of what they don't have or what they're needing or whatever, but also what amounts to a ready-made virtual meeting that happens every day or two. You don't have to call everyone every time you get an update. You can save up data that isn't urgent or critical uh, and use the phone tree check-in schedule to disseminate more routine communications.
0: And I think that regular check-in too will encourage people to uh, share information That otherwise they might not and during an emergency or a crisis you want more information not less
1: yeah definitely more if you've activated your phone tree you're gonna be busy the phone tree is like a daily meeting it's sort of conducted serially but rather than calling everyone all the time keep a written list of events and updates and brief everyone from your written list when they check in it works great and people will love you for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, finally, some managers we've heard like the idea of just telling their folks, hey, you check in with me. And Mark, we're not going to tell people not to do it that way, right, that way, right? No. But there are plenty of managers who uh, have done that and who then have waited an hour, or two, an hour or two without hearing anything from their directs. And then they call their directs and the direct says, oh, sorry, I forgot.
1: And the manager was worried right yeah, yeah. absolutely yes yeah. it's, it's in times like this guys it's time to be proactive uh, there are far too many managers this is a disease that affects far too many of us you know i don't need to communicate with you if i think everything's okay when in fact it's much smarter to say i'm going to be proactive and i'm going to communicate with you on a regular basis whether i'm okay or not right um, because if you assume the lack of communication means everything okay You've got a fundamental logic error there. Mm. Somebody who's not okay can't communicate. So that's it. Basically, really simple, guys. We told you what a phone tree is, how to make one, how to test it, how to activate it. You don't need one very often.
0: But when you do, if you don't have one, you now do not have the ability to communicate at a time when you need to communicate more than ever. Right? We take communication so much for granted that most of us don't understand or can't understand that it's the single most frequent behavior in organizations. And an organization that doesn't communicate or isn't able to communicate, is it's not an organization. Yeah,
1: folks, listen to that carefully now. An organization that doesn't communicate is not an organization. At its heart, that's what human life in organizations is, is uh, a requirement and a need and a connective tissue through communication. Okay. Excellent. Thanks, Danny.
0: Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you listening. Thank you so much, Mark. It was great fun. I always uh, have a great time recording casts. And as always, if there's anything we can do to help, we're here for you. Thanks, everyone. Bye.